Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week's topic came about from me watching the news really. Recently in Australia, New South Wales and Victoria, our two most populous states and our two most lockdown states uh, came out of lockdown. And there was lots of talk about it, obviously, on the news of everything opening up and people being able to actually have more normal lives. And one of the things that I noticed was that I saw photos of great big long lineups to stores like Kmart, which is a bit like your America's target really here, and at midnight or leading up to midnight, And I just thought, why? What's going on here? Like what is so urgent that you need to go out at midnight to go shopping? And then I thought, well, it's obviously nothing urgent. I'm sure if people needed toilet paper, they could have gone to the supermarket to get toilet paper because the supermarkets were open this whole time. So I was wondering what this was all about. And I had read about revenge shopping before and I thought this is what revenge shopping is and then I thought let's do an episode about it. Let's have a chat about what what revenge shopping is and why we do it. Yeah, when you suggested revenge shopping, I my initial thought was, oh, it's when a husband and wife break up and so you know, or have a fight and the, you know, one of the partners takes the credit card and goes to the shops and, you know, blows a whole lot of money to get back at their partner, which, you know, possibly is a version of revenge shopping. But I was thinking in terms of revenge on other people, you know, when you suggested it. And then um, I did a bit of research as well uh, and, you know, talked to you about it and and what was involved and realised that it is, it's an actual recognised thing isn't it it's mm, not just yeah. it's not just um something that that you've coined the phrase revenge shopping it's an actual thing that exists and it's related actually to our episode on revenge sleep procrastination because the actual subject of your revenge is really you mm. <laughs> you're the one who is suffering from this revenge and i think uh revenge shopping i think there could actually be a very similar hangover to revenge shopping as there is to revenge sleep procrastination. Yes. Yeah, so one of the articles I found online, um, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, said that they called it revenge spending, but it was essentially the same thing. And one of the first known, I guess, or recognised instances of it was seen as early as April last year in China after the government began easing back, you know, getting things closer to normal after their initial spike with COVID. And this article says that the impact for companies was really clear, that uh, some sales for different stores surged by 90% in May from that same time the year before. So even before Mm -hmm. the pandemic, it wasn't just that things had been Mm -hmm. closed down and they were open and so people bought more than they did when they were closed. They're comparing them to times before the pandemic, so a standard May 2019 to May 2020, and it's up by 90% um, Mm. 
and, you know, jewellery, luxury handbags, that kind of thing. So it's not just people are buying a lot more toilet paper or, you know, doing, you know, buying things for their home, which they found were uncomfortable during the pandemic. They are, they're buying luxury items and things that they want, not things that they need. So mm. it's, it's been around since, well, since last year, but I guess it's probably existed in some form or another for a lot yeah. longer. Yeah. So basically it's when you splurge on stuff in high quantities in an effort to or in uh, with a need to compensate yourself for a period of being deprived. And so that's why the pandemic is really clear because, you know, we've been deprived of lots of different things during the pandemic and the ability to shop freely is one of those or shop in person freely um, is one of those. And so we are now coming out of a period where there haven't been as many things available to us. Um, of course, online is a bit different, but so then people are buying in high quantities and spending lots of money uh, buying these things and that uh, as they come out of this period of being deprived. To make it clear, let's talk about some of the things that are not revenge shopping because it would be easy to think that coming out of a period of restriction and buying anything in large quantities or spending large amount of monies could be revenge shopping. But mm. but it it doesn't count if if it's something you need, does it? Yeah, that's that's right. Like and this is where when I was sort of shouting at the television, Mick said to me, What are you worked up about? And I said, What could anyone possibly need? And me don't he goes, Well you know they might need new underwear or they might and I said no 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 that's if they needed new underwear they could have gotten new underwear like people are lining up for the joy of shopping and for the experience and so that they can just go out and buy stuff it's not because what they need so not revenge shopping is when you're just buying something that you needed and if you had to wait until after the pandemic to buy it it's still not revenge shopping if it's something like you know imagine you needed to get fitted for a new recliner and you needed to go into the store and be all measured up you know that's the kind of thing that is not revenge shopping even though you have had to wait till after the pandemic and you're spending a lot of money or if you needed you know to get properly fitted for a bra or something like that that's that's sort of not revenge shopping. that's just normal shopping um, and obviously all your daily purchases that and necessities like your food and your petrol and you know stuff like that so it's it's revenge shopping is buying things you don't need uh, for no good reason other than you can go shopping. Yeah, and it's funny because people really miss that. Like I am inherently an online shopper and if I can buy it online, I will. I will mm-hmm. avoid the shops most of the time if I can. But people love the in-store shopping. They love the experiences. And so... Yeah. It's, it's a form of entertainment. It's a form of, uh, what's the word? There's a word for it that I can't find. Leisure. Hmm. It's a form of, you know, entertaining oneself. Well, and it actually made the news here. I don't know if it was a, oh, I can't, I'm not going to say, have a guess at which station it was on. But I remember when Sydney came out of lockdown, because we kind of we prick our ears up here whenever we hear Australia on the mm. news. We're like, ah, oh, you know. Um, it wouldn't be very often. <laughs> it is not very often. So we're like, ah. Oh. Um, and they were, the journalist was talking to people in Sydney that were out at midnight 
because things were opening at 12.01 and, Mm. you know, what people were doing. And so there was a group of people that were going to the gym and I'm like, really, (laughs) you just couldn't wait till 7 a.m. to go to the gym? But, you know, whatever, good luck to you. And then there was a bunch of people going to the pub and I was like... (laughs) That I can understand. (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, People have missed that kind of social gathering and, you know... And then there was people lined up outside a store and it didn't I didn't see what store it was. I don't know if it profiled it or anything, but they were talking to people. I think it was people. Kmart. Yeah. It was probably Kmart. There, mm. and there were people just lined up and they're like, I've been waiting months for this. I'm like, it looked like the Christmas, like a Boxing Day sales or yeah. Black Friday sales. There was people everywhere, like running into the stores. I'm like... <laughs> Really? Like this is this is the representation of my country on the other side of the world. We're running into Kmart at twelve oh one. Like, what is like? Why? Uh, I don't know. I think Americans would understand that, given the Black Friday shenanigans. Yeah, that is true. I think America's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. So, so why do we do it then? Like, if if we know we don't need the stuff, and you're not deprived of the connection with people, you know, like if you were, if it was the connection with people you were seeking, you would go to the pub or you would go to, well, maybe even the gym. Yeah, I don't know. The gym, yeah. Um, hmm. So what are people missing that they, their first port of call at 12.01 when the world opens, why are they going to the shops to buy stuff? What are they missing? I I don't know that they're actually missing anything, but I think what they're doing is making up for lost ground like shopping is a pastime for lots of people and and it's going back to something that they missed doing and I think that that's probably just at at the base level one of the reasons is it's something that they haven't been able to do that they love to do and that they now can do again and it's a kind of a a dopamine hit or it's a, a going back to a sense of feeling normal again Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's some of the some of the reasons. Potentially, too, people might have built up a list of stuff while they've been at home in lockdown. And yes, they're probably things they want and not things they need. And so, I guess the opportunity to go out and have that that sense of freedom, even though you're buying things you don't you don't really need. Um, mm. But, but it's like I- a celebration, I think, the celebration of the ability to do what you want again. Mm. <laughs> like if I want to go and buy a $10,000 handbag, you know, now's the, now's the time because I deserve it because I've I- been so cramped up and I've suffered so much. I deserve this, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And there is something about the experience of shopping in store. Like, yes, I I'm don't really rate it a lot, but... I'm sure there are people like my desire to maybe go and sit on a pub bar stool in a dingy pub and connect with friends over a gin and tonic might not make sense to people. There might be people that that experience of shopping, going into a store, touching things, feeling Mm. their items, trying clothes on, if that's their thing, after being Mm. limited, especially to online purchasing, to be able to have the in-store experience again might be quite alluring for people and like, mm. I guess it's like depriving people that. of 
if if that's what people do as a hobby, like if you get any mad oh, yeah. football fan and took football away, you know, I guess look at look at how excited footy fans are when the season starts again when they've not had football mm. on for six months. You know, so if your pastime is shopping to have had that taken away from you, not by your choice, then potentially that lure of going back in store and being able to mm. engage with that again would be pretty desirable. Yeah, I can get that. And I don't shop for entertainment. I only shop on need, but I'm more of an in-store shopper than online. Depending on the item, like clothes, I do not buy online. I'm just, it's just a flat no for me. And I, socks maybe, <laughs> socks mm-hmm. I could do online, but everything else I'm like, no, nah, I have to see them, touch them, try them on. I'm not going to do the whole buy and return stuff. That's just too much work. So uh, I'm the type of person that, yeah, would definitely welcome back that in-store experience. I think also for some people, even if they shop alone, shopping is a bit of a social activity. So, you know, they're chatting to the sales assistants, you know, they're there's other people in the same space as them doing the same thing as them. And so there's possibly some connection there as well, which you can't get when you're online shopping too. Mm. There's also the possibility as well um, that people have reassessed who they are during a period of lockdown um, or restrictions. So maybe they've redefined or reimagined themselves Maybe they've lost a whole lot of weight and they want to celebrate that. Maybe they've gained a whole lot of weight and they want to, you know, manage that um, by by reinventing themselves, reinventing their wardrobes or people have spent time at home, looked at their surroundings and thought, I don't feel comfortable here. I would like a place that's more colourful or I want more neutrals mm-hmm. or, I, you know, and I'm going to go out and, you know, buy those things, purchase all those things that match the new version of me that I've discovered during this this time. But I and that might explain why people might go out and buy a lot of stuff. It probably doesn't explain the urgency of it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But that that would definitely be a reason why people run out and buy things. Another thing I think is that and apologies to those who have been doing it tough, but some people have a lot more money at the moment because they haven't been traveling and they haven't been going out for dinner all the time and those kinds of things. And so there are some people who actually have more disposable income at the moment. And it feels like, you know, there are for some people when they get money and I, this is, I'm the opposite of this. So, you know, the first thing that people think when like, you know, if someone gave someone $5,000, there'd be one person that says, oh, I'm going to go and buy this, 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 and this. And then there's me who goes, oh, I'm going to put it in the bank until I need something because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm boring. But there are the, for those people that are like can think of a billion things to buy if they all of a sudden get some free money, those people might feel like they've got a bit of free money at the moment and so want to go on a bit of a spending spree. Mm, yeah, definitely. So when does it become problematic or why – why is this kind of hurried urgency of, you know, post-pandemic shopping? Why why could it be unhelpful to us? I think that a lot of it would be impulsive and so therefore it would possibly then not be being bought for a fully intentional reason. So you might then buy 
something that doesn't fit properly, that doesn't match properly, that you already have three of, um, those kinds of things that you then end up not using and wasting the space and wasting the stuff. Um, so I think that there might be some purchases done during this period that are regretted later. Yeah, and there's, I guess there's also the potential then of just buying more than you need. Mm. So not just stuff that isn't right but because you feel deprived or because you've got extra cash instead of going to buy one new cushion or one new top, you think, well, I haven't done this for so long. I'll get, Mm. you know, five or I'll, you know, whatever it is. So there's excess, then there's potential waste. And I guess then even if it's on sale, there's that whole dilemma of it's cheap, I can buy twice as many. Mm -hmm. Um, And today's bargain just becomes tomorrow's clutter. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the bigger problems is that purchasing in this way, in a less intentional need-based way, is going to produce an excess of stuff in your house and that might become a clutter problem later on to deal with. Yeah, and then there's the wasted money, like your money that you've you've potentially saved or kept or um, have put aside for purchasing, being spent on things that aren't as well thought through or planned. Um, there's the time as well, and I don't think we ever account for our time well enough. Um, mm. And and then there's all the resources that go into making that thing, which are also wasted if you don't use it or um, it becomes clutter and you donate it or mm. trash it um, in six months down down the track when you decide you didn't really need it or you don't really like it. Yep. And I guess the thing that that uh, amused Mick about me getting my back up about the whole Kmart thing, I think with Kmart I just know that it's this cheap disposable stuff that is really bad for the environment because it gets used for five minutes and then it gets thrown away. And I think that this one of the ways that revenge shopping can be problematic is that you're just fueling these fast fashion and fast decor machines which produce in high volumes and waste in massive, massive proportions and it's really bad for the environment. So that's like, again, I'm quite opinionated about that and there might be some people who think I'm being a little bit too opinionated about it. But I think that's one of the biggest problems with this kind of stuff. And it's not just revenge shopping. It's all shopping of these kind of things. But the revenge shopping, as you as you noted in those stats, there was an increase of 90% for that luxury stuff. Imagine the increase on the cheap stuff. Mm. Like that, it's just, it'll just skyrocket. And all that stuff just goes in landfill. Like it just, it's cheap. It, it uses, it probably, in order for it to be cheap, it must be really bad for the environment production-wise. Um, it must be bad for the people who are working to produce them. You know, you can't produce a $3 T-shirt without someone losing. And so for me, that'll be the garment workers that are using or the environment that are losing in that case. And so, yeah, that's one of my – can you tell I've ranted about this for how many minutes now? <laughs> that's the thing that probably annoys me the most about that. Yeah, well, and the thing is you might have someone going in there that has been – looking at 
cushions online for ages and that just wants the opportunity to get out and shop and they know they need two new cushions for their couch and they're going to go and buy them and take them home and love them and use them for 10 years. Awesome. Yeah. That That's cool. We've got no issue with that. The problem is if you're lining up at midnight to get into Kmart, you probably have a whole lot of other stuff going on. Like you are emotionally charged. You've got those feelings of um, I deserve this. I've been through a whole lot of hard times. I need to reward myself. So the clarity of thought then around where did this product come from and um, am I paying a you know a fair wage to whoever produced it by buying it here? That's not that's not front of mind when it might be mm. otherwise in a not emotionally charged situation. So I think that's kind of the you know the the biggest issue is that when you are going in in this kind of situation and you are revenge shopping because you feel deprived, any of that additional thought is probably out the window because you have got too much other. Um, feeling and emotion going into this shopping to worry about mm. price and production and that kind of thing. Yeah, just becomes less intentional. Mm. Um, a- another problem with revenge shopping is accidental decline in your bank balance. So revenge shopping is treating yourself and so you might be, again, not thinking too much about the budgetary consequences, the monetary consequences of that spending spree too. Mm. Um, and that's where the hangover will come in, not just the hangover of stuff you bought because you're on a high because you were finally out of the house, but also, you know, the credit card statement that comes in down the track. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or the, oops, now there's not enough money to pay the electricity bill. Yeah, or, because... or buy toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> buy toilet paper, yep. yep. Um, so how can we avoid it if, you know, I mean, this is said and done, but hopefully there's not too many more lockdowns, but there will always be periods of deprivation, whether it's mm-hmm. um, stores that are clothing, cl- whether it's stores <laughs> that are closing or whether you are um, sick for a while or, you know, you financially are not in a position to go shopping and then you come into some money, whatever it is, there will be times when you feel like you want a revenge shop. So how can we avoid it? Hmm. Uh, I did this. I remember revenge shopping when I did a whole year of not buying any clothes and I revenge shopped right at the end of it and undid all the good work that I did (laughs) in the year before. So, uh, yeah. Um, Okay, so I think that if you have some rules in your mind, I mean, we've all, we've always talked about intentional shopping and, um, particularly with clothes and, and things like that is, is knowing what you, what you need and having a list and having, um, intention around what it is that, that you buy and having rules around how you purchase things. And I think that one of the ways to avoid any of the pitfalls of revenge shopping, even if you still want to engage in some revenge shopping, which is totally cool if you want to, um, Still making sure that those normal rules apply during that period as well can help you avoid a little bit of the hangover. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So one of the rules that we always advocate is to write a list and then shop from your list. So rather than charging into the store with nothing on your list, which means anything and everything is available (laughs) for you to purchase, If you even if you sit in the car park 10 minutes beforehand – and write down the yeah. things that you want. Like it doesn't have to be that the list took you three months to compile. 
just have yeah. a list. And if it is not something that you can think of in the car park before you go in that you need or really want even, um, mm. then don't buy it because guarantee like I do this all the time I will walk in and be like I never knew I needed that until now (laughs) and then I'm like walk away walk away take a photo walk away see if you still need it in a month um yep so that whole that leads us that leads us to the second point deferring purchases is another rule you know um that idea of taking a photo and walking away and then coming back later if you still need it can work really well to keep you know, keep the purchases at that intention, intentional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's because I'm more of an online shopper, I will create lots of, you know, different stores and stuff. I'll um, create a list or I've got, um, you know, I'll take photos and put them in a folder on my phone. And I look back at them and just giggle and think, man, what? what, what? I really wanted that. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> But then some of them you'll go back and you'll buy because yeah. or I'll, yeah. the need has popped up over that over that month or whatever. It's it's come back a few times. You've gone, do you know what? I actually am going to go and buy that because it's popped up now about four times. Oh, I really wish I had that or I really wish I had that. You yeah. know, you still want it. So then that makes that purchase really intentional. Yeah, or someone asked me if, um, you know, that they want to buy me a gift and, and what do I want? And if I'm stuck in the moment, which I, that doesn't happen very often, but <laughs> if I am, I can go, oh, look, here's the list of 20 books that I've taken photos of in the last month that I would love to have. Um, pick one of those. So, yeah, that whole idea of deferring yeah. it um, is good. Yeah. And, and then setting budgets is a big one as well. Even if it's not... Um, a standard budget, working out what your limit is to spend before you walk in the store would be really helpful. Yeah. And even if you've got squillions of dollars, having a little budget, even if you can afford to spend whatever it is that you feel like, uh, that budget actually just helps reduce the amount of stuff you buy. So having a budget not only saves you money, but it saves you from bringing clutter in as well. So it reduces the volume of stuff that comes in. So a budget can be helpful for reducing um, volume even when you've got plenty of money. Yeah. And something that goes back to those initial rules that you mentioned and not changing them just because of the different situation, um, if you do the one-in-one-out rule with clothes or with homewares, um, making sure that you know what's leaving before you bring something in. Um, And then beyond that, making sure the things that you are bringing in have a home to go in, that that you have space for them, that you know where you're going to store them, that you know where – that it just puts a pause between you and the purchase. Think it through a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think another idea is putting away – if you've got money to burn at the moment, if there's – money you know, burning a hole in your pocket um try moving some of it out uh, so maybe grab half of your extra money and put it into an account that you can't touch and so that then your revenge shopping is not going to use up all of that money so you might maybe decide to um save half of the money for something like revenge traveling <laughs> which i've definitely got my eye on today we're recording on the day that our country is finally letting people out without an exemption so we can now 
all of the other factors to be involved as we can now travel overseas. So I've got revenge traveling on my mind at the moment. I'm really keen to get <laughs> to get some revenge traveling done. Um, so yeah, you could save your money and maybe do some other revenge spending <laughs> and something else instead. And lastly, I think just try and work your tolerance muscles. So try and avoid the lure of that instant gratification. And so maybe you don't even take your purse with you. Maybe you go and you walk through and you touch the pretty things and you look at them and you appreciate it all and you enjoy being back in a store. You see the people, you you know, whatever, and then you leave. Um, and mm. And maybe you can do that. Or maybe you start by looking online and not buying and then you go in the store and not buy. You know, just work that tolerance muscle so that you can still get the social um, aspect and the freedom aspect of getting out and shopping um, Mm. without having to take a whole lot of stuff home. Yeah. So before we finish today, one thing I did want to mention was that I have on my website at the moment a 60-day Christmas countdown ebook. What that is is an ebook that gives you one task a day for the 60 days leading up to Christmas to prepare for that. So there are some decluttering tasks and there are some Christmas prep tasks. Now it is about 51 days to Christmas depending on how aware you are listening to this, but based on the release date of this particular episode, it's about 51 days until Christmas. So you're a little bit behind if you download it now, but you can also use it for the rest of the time and it doesn't have dates on it. So you can use it for the next a billion years if you wish. Um, and what it does, it just helps you get organized for Christmas. And so you'll be that little bit less stressed by doing little bite-sized tasks every day. So that's on my website at rebeccamazino.com.au if you're interested. So we would love to hear if you have done any revenge shopping, be it during um, this pandemic or at the end of lockdown in your um, states or countries, or if you've done it at, at other times, um, we would love to hear from you what you did, where you went, what you bought, if you regretted it or if you still have it. Come and join us in our Facebook community group um, to tell us all about it, where the conversation will keep happening. And we'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com. Mm-hmm.